This is 7 News with Angie Asimus. Good morning. One of the nation's leading researchers has warned every Australian will catch coronavirus. The dire prediction coming just hours after the Prime Minister enacted an emergency plan to combat the disease as Europe struggles to contain its spread. Let's go straight to political reporter Olivia Leeming in Canberra. Olivia, the Prime Minister is ramping up our response. Good morning, Angie. Yes, Scott Morrison moving ahead of health authorities overseas to announce this emergency response plan to contain the virus if outbreaks occur, giving sweeping powers to federal and state governments similar to those used in Iran, Italy, Japan and South Korea, providing a blueprint for states and territories on how to deal with an outbreak, including the worst-case scenarios in which hospitals would have to divert resources away from other services. While University of Queensland professor Ian McCullough has warned all Australians will eventually contract coronavirus, but calling for calm, insisting for most it will be no worse than a bad cold and certainly not life-threatening. He says it doesn't look like this virus is ever going to go back in its box, adding at some point in the coming months or years we're all going to get infected. Here's more from the Prime Minister. We're effectively operating now on the basis uh, that there is one. Okay, a pandemic. These actions are being taken in an abundance of caution. Scott Morrison has announced a range of new measures as part of this emergency plan, including increased border screenings at airports, specialised hospital wards and a shutdown plan for schools and aged care centres if needed, as well as increased medical stockpiles. In WA, the state's first imported confirmed case of coronavirus has taken a turn for the worst. We can confirm the 78-year-old man who contracted the virus has been moved to the intensive care unit as a precautionary measure and is in a serious but stable condition, Aji. Thank you, Olivia. As coronavirus continues to rapidly spread around the world, infected countries are ramping up containment efforts. Overnight, Iran announced it has banned Chinese citizens from entering the country, while Friday prayers in Tehran have been cancelled. The country has reported 26 deaths from the virus, the highest number outside China. In Japan, the Prime Minister has called for all schools in the country to close for several weeks. More than 80,000 people in more than 40 countries have now been infected with the virus. Pope Francis has missed a planned mass in Rome due to an unspecified illness. The 83-year-old was seen coughing and blowing his nose during the Ash Wednesday mass, a day after shaking hands and kissing, kissing worshippers in St Peter's Square. The Vatican says he had a slight indisposition and would proceed with planned work but would stay near the Vatican Hotel where he lives. Some towns in northern Italy have been locked down as the virus continues to spread. Queensland's fake Tahitian prince Joel Mohubalo has arrived in New Zealand after being kicked out of Australia. This is the Kiwi fraudster walking through Auckland Airport just before midnight. He was released from Wilson Correction Centre yesterday, more than three years after becoming eligible for parole. Barlow, who claimed to be a member of the Tahitian royal family, was jailed for 14 years for conning the Queensland Health Department out of $16 million. He's expected to now live with his mother.
There are growing calls for action from the AFL in the wake of bombshell concussion revelations. Footy legend Nicky Winmar has revealed he fears he has the neurodegenerative disease CTE, which is caused by head knocks. It comes after Graham Polly Farmer became the first AFL player to be diagnosed with the condition. CTE can only be diagnosed post-mortem, which means those still alive can never know for sure whether they suffer from it. Some campaigners have issued stark warnings to current AFL stars saying they'll become the next generation of polypharmers unless the code stops concealing the extent of concussions. The New South Wales government will consider recommendations to decriminalise the drug ICE following a special commission of inquiry. A professor hand-picked to solve the ICE scourge also suggested opening more injection rooms, ditching sniffer dogs at music festivals and making ICE pipes legal. He believes recognising illicit drug use as a health and social problem rather than a criminal justice problem would reduce harm. The state government has already ruled out many of those recommendations recommendations but has promised to consider the remaining ones. PR Queen Roxy Jasenko has left court in tears after losing a bid to have an AVO upheld against a Sydney businessman. The reality TV star attempted to convince a court she was scared for her safety after clashing with Anthony Hess at an event. Vulgar graffiti was scrawled across her Paddington office and lewd comments were posted online, but the magistrate said Ms Jasenko didn't seem intimidated, describing her evidence as hollow and unimpressive. Listen, the only uh, crimes made today were Roxy's abuse of fashion and Roxy's abuse of self-tanner. The magistrate did describe Mr Hess's online slurs against Ms Jusenko as juvenile but said they didn't amount to intimidation. That male baboon that escaped a Sydney hospital on Tuesday ahead of his vasectomy, along with two female companions, has now had the snip. The health minister confirmed the procedure went well yesterday morning and the patient is now resting. The female family members are said to be relaxed and happy. Many of us are now relying on tap-and-go transactions to buy everything from lattes to lunches, but there are hidden costs for that convenience which can add up to more than you think. It's become the new way to pay. Almost all the time, tap, tap and go. But it's costing more than we realise. Every time you tap, tap, tap uh, out in the shop, you're paying a fee. Those fees are adding up, with Australians forking out around $460 a year. What's going on at the cash register in a lot of shops is not strictly legal, and you could be paying a lot more than you realise. The Reserve Bank sets the guidelines for fees merchants can charge. For credit cards, it's 1.63%, while a purchase made on debit may incur 0.6%, and an FPOS payment could cost the cardholder around 20 cents. Anything above that, you're paying too much. Prompting advice from some finance experts to re-embrace the cash economy. Cash is king. 30 years after ATMs arrived in Australia, there are machines every three kilometres in our major cities. Well, 85% of all transactions are free, so they're no charge now. 15% uh, of transactions incur a fee between $2 and $3. While retailers are permitted to add a surcharge to cards, they aren't allowed to profit from it. But given there's virtually no policing of this in Australia, experts say it's up to consumers to be aware of fees and charges. You have a choice. You can either go and get the cash out or have the convenience of tapping and going. Christy Mayer, 7 News.
A new five-year contraceptive will be subsidised by the federal government, saving women $160 a year. The listing of the Kylena IUD is the first time a new long-acting reversible device has been subsidised on the PBS in 15 years. The device could collectively save women $93 million over five years if they switch from the birth control pill. Plus, as they will no longer require regular prescriptions, it will take pressure off GPs. The Kylena will be added to the PBS from Sunday. The terrifying moment a young girl is almost crushed by a chest of drawers has been released as a reminder to parents of the dangers of leaving children unsupervised. The three-year-old named Aris was attempting to climb on top of the piece of furniture using the drawers as steps when it began to fall. Her parents from California only realised what had happened after reviewing security video. Parents are being urged to keep an eye on kids and secure furniture to walls where possible. Imagine being paid to go shopping. It might sound too good to be true, but that's exactly how a number of new cashback apps are selling their services. More than a 1,000 Aussie retailers have signed up, offering discounts in return for clicks. Whether browsing at her local cafe or on her phone, pet pharmacist Janet Liu knows what she wants. I'm a really savvy shopper. I do heaps of online shopping. I know where to get the best deals. Janet's an avid user of cashback sites. Across the handful in Australia, over a thousand retailers are signed up, offering cashback of up to 30% of the purchase price, typically 4 to 8%. From travel to cosmetics, fashion to groceries, it's newer online giants alongside traditional names. Australian retailers are really looking for different ways to reach new audiences. Retailers pay to be on the platforms that link shoppers back to their own sites. Everyday retailers are offering different cashback rates. And fresh deals. Signing up is free, but check the fine print. Look out for any limits on cashback per transaction, any excluded items, and whether your balance will expire if you don't claim it. Also, in some cases you will get that refund really quickly, but it can take as long as 90 days. Don't forget it's still best to shop around, as not all retailers offer cashback. It's one thing to say, well, I'm going to get 5% of the price back, but if something is 10% cheaper at a different online store, you'll be better off going through that store. And there's no need to spend more than usual to come out ahead. I've saved about $500. Yeah, and that's just doing my normal shopping. Gemma Acton, 7 News. The family of bullying victim Quaden Bales has declined a crowdfunded trip to Disneyland, instead donating his portion of funds to charity. More than $700,000 was raised after a video of the nine-year-old went viral where he was crying and saying he wanted to end his life after a bullying incident. In response, a campaign was set up by comedian Brad Williams with a funding goal of $15,000. The remainder of funds have been promised to anti-bullying foundations. Malcolm Turnbull is set to rejoin the workforce. News Corp reports the former PM is about to take on a new role as the director of a financial advisory firm. Findex Group turned over nearly half a billion dollars last financial year and there are rumours it will go public once Mr Turnbull takes up his position. The move marks the end of Mr Turnbull's short-lived retirement which saw him split his time since leaving Canberra between Sydney and Manhattan. The criminal case against the gas supplier at the centre of a tragic hospital mix-up which left one baby dead and another with brain damage has begun in the Sydney court. The company is accused of negligence but insists it's not to blame. 
Amelia Khan is adored by her parents, as she was when she was born in June 2016. John Gannon was too, but died shortly after birth. Both victims of a catastrophic mix-up at Bankstown Lidcombe Hospital. Instead of being given oxygen, they were given nitrous oxide. Supplier BOC installed the gas system and was in charge of maintenance. It hired two contractors to ensure it was working properly. The gas outlet test form completed before the mix-up shows 100% oxygen was flowing from the outlet. You can't perform the test in a way where you'd get confused. BOC's lawyer asked an engineering expert. The assumption is they did the test, he responded. It leads you to the conclusion it just wasn't done. That's one scenario. One of those contractors, Christopher Turner, admitted he didn't comply with safety regulations. He's expected to be a key witness for the case against BOC. The company says it isn't liable. BOC was in effect the designated person to carry out the tests in agreement with the hospital, the prosecutor asked. Yes, agreed. BOC is facing these charges which have been brought against it by Workplace Health and Safety. If found guilty, no one from the company will be jailed Instead, it'll be looking at a fine of up to $1.5 million. Leonie Ryan, 7 News. Police in the US are trying to understand why a man stormed his workplace in Milwaukee and shot dead five of his colleagues before turning the gun on himself. The 51-year-old man was an employee at the beverage company and was still in his uniform when he opened fire. It's the first mass shooting in which four or more people have been killed in the US this year. The event has renewed calls from local officials and Democratic presidential candidates for gun control. A brave California police officer has risked his own life to save another storming into a burning home and dragging a man out. Officer Jonathan Brown was called to the house in Grass Valley following reports it was on fire and a man was trapped inside. Brown's body camera captured the moment he grabbed the man's feet, pulling him from the burning home. He is expected to make a full recovery. A UK man is set to be crowned the world's oldest after the previous record holder died aged 112. Bob Waiton from New Hampshire in England will inherit the title once Guinness World Record officials are able to finalise details. Bob will be 112 in just over a month. His sense of humour still well and truly intact. He says the secret to his longevity was simply to avoid dying. Scientists believe they've confirmed something many people have long suspected but were never able to prove. If you see someone behind the wheel of an expensive car, they're probably an inconsiderate driver. New research from the University of Nevada found those who drive flashy vehicles are less likely to stop and allow pedestrians to cross the road. According to the study, the likelihood of a driver slowing down drops by 3% for every extra $1,000 of their car's value. A record-breaking partnership of 151 between Alyssa Healy and Beth Mooney has guided the Aussies to an 86-run victory over Bangladesh in the T20 World Cup. Healy's return to form was brilliant, smashing 83 or 53 balls, including three sixes, while Mooney cruised 81 not out. With three overs remaining, Ash Gardner smacked 22 from nine deliveries. Throws the kitchen sink at it, straight to the fielder. Will it be taken? No. Not only is it dropped, it's parried over the boundary.
Defending 189, the Aussies removed the openers quickly. Megan Shutt claiming three for 21. Australia faced New Zealand on Monday night in an elimination match. Essendon has defeated the West Coast Eagles by eight points in a pre-season hit-out in Perth. The Bombers came out firing and never surrendered their lead despite play being briefly suspended in the second quarter due to lightning. Essendon's Devon Smith returned to the midfield after a knee injury sidelined him for the second half of the last season. He was a player they seriously missed last year just with his pressure around the ball, his tackling, but he's, he smarts centre forward. Essendon will play Geelong in their final pre-match season. Some of the biggest names in the AFL will go head-to-head -to -head tonight in a special State of Origin match to raise funds for bushfire relief. From Dusty to Danger to Pendlebury and Cochin, the big V has plenty of star power. I think there's a few nerves from a few players coming into the change room. Kick the ball to, to Lynch, he's probably going to mark it. Kick it to Dusty, Danger, Bont, they're probably going to mark it. Nat Fife and Trent Cochin will captain the sides. You can watch the game live and free across the screens of seven. It's the Battle of the West that's headed south as the Panthers and the Eels stars unite for those affected by the bushfires. Both clubs have joined forces on the south coast to lift the spirits of those doing it tough ahead of their fundraiser on Saturday afternoon in Bega. The Panthers were in demand in a community affected by the bushfires. Sign their foreheads and their school clothes. The pennies returned to the classroom, lifting the spirits of the local school kids. When all the fires were going on, we thought, uh, you know, how lucky we were to be in the position we are, um, not affected, and we needed to do whatever we could to, to try and make uh, everything a bit better. Some people were a little, like, sad because of the fires, because people have lost things. I'm happy now that they're here. It's, like, cool. It doesn't take much time out of our day, and it doesn't take much energy, but kind of brighten up their lives. I go for Broncos, but Panthers are second now. Parramatta star recruit Regan Campbell-Gillard is set to lock horns with his former club for the first time. I'm pretty sure they've moved on and I've moved on as well. So, um, you know, my main focus now is with, with Parramatta and, you know, I've, I've got to you know, get my football back on track now. At the Raiders, shoulder surgery has forced John Bateman out for the first six rounds of the season. The Melbourne Storm are bouncing into 2020. <laughs> It'll be star winger Suliasi Vinavalu's last in the NRL before he embarks on a rugby career with big ambitions. Yeah, it'd be good to play for the Wallabies and I've um, been here for six years. Michelle Bishop, 7 News. Australia will begin their Sail GP title defence this afternoon when the world's fastest sail racing gets underway on the Sydney Harbour. Tom Slingsby's Australia team will be challenged by last year's runner-up Japan, helmed by Nathan Outridge and four-time Olympic gold medalist Sir Ben Ainsley, who takes over the helm of the British team. There's $1.5 million in prize money up for grabs. Taking a look at the weather around the country, ex-tropical cyclone Esther is generating intense rain, storms and wind over the top end and Western Australia's Kimberley. Troughs are causing showers and storms in southwest WA, eastern Queensland, some severe. Around the capitals, possible showers in Brisbane, 31 degrees. Sydney, mostly sunny, 25. The same in Canberra, 28. Cloudy skies for Melbourne, 19. Mostly sunny for Hobart and Adelaide. Possible thunderstorms in Perth and Darwin. That is seven early news for this Friday, the 28th of February. I'm Angie Asimus. I'm Andrea, founder of a boutique handbag brand, Andy, and this is why I switched to Shopify. 
I tried three other platforms prior to Shopify, and I remember my breaking point was when I would try to make one little change and my entire site would go down. With the drag and drop theme editor, we don't need to hire a developer to do any coding. Each theme is automatically optimized on mobile. It's incredible. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Go to shopify.com slash listen to take your business to the next level today. 